Welcome to the Virtually Done podcast. My name is Gemma and I'm the founder of Virtually Done. The Virtually Done podcast is created as a space to start important conversations that are often overlooked and speak to women in business with amazing stories and even better advice. It makes me so happy that you're here listening and I would absolutely love for you to tag me on social media at Virtually Done and let me know what you think. My hope is that you're able to take something away from every single episode that you can action into your business and that you're able to gain an insight into the behind the scenes of what running a business is really like. So let's dive in. In this episode, me and Amelia from The Bossy Mum are talking all things pivoting your business, offering new services, whether you should listen to coaches or not, and running a business with kids. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a really, really interesting one. And I just love Amelia's energy. Um, And yeah, I'd love to know what you think. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by the wonderful, the bossy mum from Instagram. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you all about what she does. Hi guys. Hi Gemma. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited to be joining Gemma on her podcast. I'm Amelia, the bossy mum. You can find me on Instagram at the bossy mum and I help mums to create a business that helps to give them more freedom, more flexibility and to help them create the life that they desire. I really want to dive into more about why you called yourself the bossy mum and everything you do. But first, can you tell us where your journey started? Like, did you start as the bossy mum or was there a journey to get there? No, not at all. I actually started as a virtual assistant. Um, I started that right after I had my two children. I had two babies under two. Um, And yeah, I started my first business as a VA, which was amazing and I loved it. But, you know, we we all grow in our business. And um, and so actually what happened was I started coaching people to become virtual assistants, which again, was great I love that but I was just had this feeling inside me that (laughs) there was more and I, I was just ready to have more of an impact and to do something that really lit me up and made me feel like I was really making a difference and helping you know other people and obviously I really relate to other mums and mums that might be in that position or same position I was in just a few years ago where you're um you know where you want to be there for your children you don't want to be working a nine to five you don't want to have a long commute and you want to work from home you want to have a business you want to satisfy that desire to do something for yourself and um have something other than your children and so this is where the bossy mum was created um as a platform really to support mums on their journey um whether that's starting up a business or mums that are further along and kind of getting the itch and ready for that that next step as well so yeah um, it has been a, quite a journey, but um, I feel like this is my mission now. 
we've had quite similar journeys in that sense haven't we starting out as BAs and then kind of coaching yeah. and then um sort of having that pivot and before we talk more about the bossy mob, I'd love to know like what your experience was with switching from one thing to another when you were known for being a VA and I assume you had, you know, VA clients that loved you and really valued you and having to actually make that decision to pivot into something that is, is quite different where you yeah. potentially need to build up sort of from the ground again with your ideal client and things like that. So what was that like for you? Well, firstly, Gemma, like we have had really similar journeys and it's just, it's been amazing watching you and your journey. And that's been super inspiring to me as well. Oh, um, I just remembered. Sorry. I just remembered I applied for an associate position with you, didn't I? I know. <laughs> I couldn't work out because God, you've like, yeah, you've, you know, grown so much since back then it's just yeah crazy isn't it <laughs> I completely forgot about that and it just popped up into my head. <laughs> I know but in terms of the pivots I've made along the way do you know what they I've actually found them all really easy and I think that's because I've embraced the growth like I've I've I think sometimes we put ourselves in a box like this is what we set out to do and we can be scared of like seeing what what might happen outside of that box we give ourselves this title and we think that that's that's it when actually you know the longer we're in business the more that we learn the more we grow the more our goals grow god when i started my first business when i was in the va business my first goal was literally just to earn enough money to qualify for childcare funding because you have to earn um basically the equivalent of minimum wage um times 16 hours a week which is if you've got a, a normal job like that's, that would qualify you for your childcare funding. And because I had two under two, as you can imagine, this was gonna be really expensive. And I was like, oh my God, I just need to earn enough to qualify for this funding to send my boys to nursery. I mean, in the scheme of it, that's a really small goal, like compared to what my goals are right now. But back then when I had no money, no clients, no idea what I was doing, Earning £160 a week seemed like, or whatever it was, my maths is um, <laughs> like, but that seemed like a, a pretty big goal at the time, you know? Um, but then you reach that first goal and then, you know, you set another goal and it just goes from there. And I, I found that um, the coaching and the mentoring, I've, I've always struggle with those words um, and kind of flip between but um, the mentoring I, I found actually came really naturally to me and although I was a VA I feel like and you probably felt the same just so much more than a VA or what a lot of people perceive to be the role of a VA and actually you do end up mentoring supporting advising people in their businesses as well yeah, 100%, especially when yeah. you've got multiple clients as well, and you are in and out of their businesses every day, like the amount that you learn about business is huge. And I think from experience of working with quite a few people myself who started as VAs, 
you almost naturally start to do more than your role entails. And that's when you tend to be like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm not really acting as a VA anymore, but I'm still being paid as one. And that's it. And you outgrow your role and that's okay. And there are some VAs that um, will always be a VA and they're really happy to do that. And that's amazing because let's be honest, it's, it's, you know, really great. Sometimes it's that pressure to feel like you always have to go after more, which isn't the case. If you're happy, you just do you and, um, you know, that's fine. But I found that I'd outgrown the role. I was doing a lot more than perhaps, um, you know, was first, I, well, what I first thought was going to be involved. And that was fine. I loved it. But what also happened was, so um, if we go back to the start of the pandemic, timing had a lot of it to do, like a lot to do with it for me, um, because a lot of people were getting made redundant. A lot of people were had more time to, you know, actually do what they want to do. And suddenly my inbox was bursting <laughs> with people looking to become VAs. And I was just giving them all this free advice. And, you know, like, again, I was really happy to do, but I was like, hang on a minute here. <laughs> There's definitely something in this. And I love doing that. And I'd set up my Facebook group and it just seemed like such a natural progression to then go into the mentoring side um, as opposed to, you know, being a BA. And my clients were all amazing. So when I handed in my notice, like it was fine. And of course it's scary to kind of go back into the unknown and in a way go back to the beginning but for me it didn't really feel like that um it felt like I was doing exactly what I was meant to be doing and I'm such an all or nothing person I tried for a very short amount of time to do both I was like no 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 this isn't gonna work I need to go all in here <laughs> Um, and just go for it and that's exactly what I did mm -hmm. um, and then again with the bossy mutt so then I did that for a while I was literally fully booked with one-to-ones it was amazing like on the outside it looked amazing I was um, but yeah there was just something inside me that still wasn't completely satisfied or I knew there was more I knew there was going to be more but I didn't know what that was at the time and I think sometimes um, we put a pressure on ourselves to figure it all out and have all the answers <clears throat> and sometimes you've just got to sit with things and just let it come naturally in its own time and that might happen quite quickly or it might take a few months but you can't force it but when it comes it comes <laughs> it's like a lightning bolt <laughs> and it just hits you all at once I don't know if you found that as well because I like with your pivots and things yeah completely I find that if I sit there and I try and force myself to come up with an idea I just get nowhere <laughs> like absolutely nowhere but when I'll be doing like I don't know I'll go for a walk or something or I'm trying to fall asleep and all of a sudden I've got ideas for the next three years <laughs> and yeah. it's like the 
Mine was when I was driving. So I would, because I rarely get time on my own in the car. And it's, I love driving on my own and having the music up or having a podcast on. And yeah, I remember it so well. I was driving. It was one of those really sunny days and everything hit me. The bossy mum, the bossy mum club, my membership. Like it was like all these downloads and I felt so emotional. And I remember I was literally like covered in goosebumps. I felt really emotional. And that's how I knew, like, this is it. <laughs> this is what I'm here to do. Yeah, I am. Um, I have so much to say on this because I think sometimes there's a difficulty between following what you really want to do. And like you say, gives you those goosebumps, makes you feel emotional, makes you think, oh, my God, this is it. And sometimes people think you need to follow the more practical side of things. So it needs yeah. to all be very, very strategic. And how do I make enough money? And what's going to be the most scalable and I think there's like there's a middle ground isn't there between having something that lights you up and you think wow this is it but then also making sure it practically can work as well and I think sometimes we work backwards from that and you start with the practical side of things and then it never does light you up and I don't think that really works in the long run because you just lose excitement for it yeah you really do and but also knowing that baby steps are okay like I couldn't have I couldn't have, um, you know, finished maternity leave and set, gone to being a bossy mum. Like, I wouldn't have had the confidence to do that. Mm. But, you know, it's the steps that I've taken along the way that have led me to this point. And I think it's knowing that you don't have to settle. Like, even, you know, whatever you say you are now, whatever you're doing now, it doesn't have to be that way forever. And just to be open, just to be open to what might be possible to, to you, like possible for you, um, and what inspired ideas might come along the way and then not being scared and trying to overcome those fears um, to actually go for, you know, whatever it is that you really know deep down that you want to do yeah I think there's a lot of fear around change and pivots and doing something new and what people will think of you and I also think there's fear around the opposite for those people who perhaps they are a VA and they actually are quite happy being a VA but they see everyone else changing into something else and feel like they have to change and I I would just say on that that if you feel like you need to make a change in order to be happy and you don't feel fulfilled by what you do right now, explore that. But equally, if you are happy where you are, don't explore something just because everybody else is. Would you agree? I would definitely agree with that. Instagram can be such a triggering place and, you know, you have to get so clear on what your version of success looks like. And this is why I don't talk about monetary goals um, in like, you know, in my business, or you won't really hear me talk about that on stories because our vision of success, our version of success, what our dream life looks like to us and what matters, it's just different for all of us. And I know it's such, um, you know, there's it, such a debate here isn't there um but that's just what feels right to me so that's what 
like how I choose to be in my business and how I talk about things. Um, but yeah, you've just got to get really clear on what that looks like to you. And if you do want more, if you know that you're not that, you know, satisfied that you want more from life, then you also have to figure out a way to go and get it. Because also by just saying, doing what you're doing, you're not going to get there. Yeah, I completely agree. And just off the back of what you said about money, I have always struggled with this because I actually, when I see other people talk about money, find it really inspiring. And I don't think I would be where I am now if I hadn't seen that because it showed yeah. me what was possible. You know, I hadn't been around anybody who had earned massive amounts of money and I didn't know it was doable until I saw people online do yeah. it. And I have to say, it gives me a kick up the ass when I see it. But yeah. uh, I get motivated by different things. To me, it's not about yeah. the money, it's about the freedom or the lifestyle that the money creates. So for me, and the stuff that I like to share because I think about who my ideal clients are and the women that I want to work with, I think we're going to get inspired. I think they're going to be inspired by, same as me, um, you know, the, the free, like family trips away or having the freedom to go on regular date nights with your husband. I did, um, I did stories on this at weekend, had so many women message me. It's about mums feeling like they get to spend money on themselves. I remember a day where if I, even when, if I got money for my birthday or I got vouchers, I would just spend them on my children. I didn't even, I didn't even feel like I could spend that money on me. So for me now, it's about actually we're worthy of spending that money on ourselves, putting ourselves first, making time for ourselves and doing or being more than just a mum. And that's what I choose to share. And that's the stuff that inspires me. Um, and that's just a result of the money that we make in our business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's about figuring out what you are comfortable sharing and also what your ideal client wants to see. And I think it's okay also, again, coming back to change that it will change over time. I used to talk about money a lot. I don't really talk about it anymore. And I think for me, it's because people started making assumptions that were incorrect about all sorts of things, about the fact that I should own multiple houses by now, or that I had no emotions now that I have money and all these other crazy things. And I was like, people are so far off based on what they see online because they don't know the whole story. So for no. me, it's something I actually don't feel comfortable sharing at the moment, but that might change in future. And I think it's being okay with changing your mind on things and that being normal. Yeah. And also another reason I choose not to talk about it is because sometimes I've because I don't want it to limit people either. Like it can always sometimes have the opposite where, oh, like I want, I want women to believe that they can make any amount of money that they want to, to make. I don't want them to feel limited. I don't want them to think, oh, like is that, you know, like to hold them back by having that, um, you know, money kind of goal put on them in a way. Um, so that's just another way to look at it as well. Yeah, definitely. There is, we could do a whole podcast episode on talking about it. I know, it. we could, couldn't we? But I think it's also about, you just got to stand by whatever feels good to you. There's not yeah. a set way to do anything in business. No. 
and you just have to do what feels good because if you don't like that's going to come across and it's yeah going to feel icky yeah absolutely let's talk a little bit more about the bossy bum so where did the name come from because some people might think bossy is a bad word a negative word so where what was the process of you coming up with that name what does it mean to you what does it mean to your clients I okay so good question if I'm honest I had another name I wanted a name but this is such a practical way to think of it but I wanted whatever name I came up with I wanted to trademark it Mm-hmm. So a few names that I came up with, I realised had already been trademarked. Yeah. Um, so that was like number one. Secondly, I wanted something that would actually cause intrigue that, you know, would stand out, that people would be like, oh, who's this? And click on, you know, on Instagram, you've got to stand out. There's yeah. so many people on there. So I wanted something that would, yeah, pique people's interest. And the the term mum boss or mumpreneur or, you know, you either relate to or you don't. And that's, you know, a conversation in itself as well. You know, the same as whether people associate with the term boss babe or all these other, you know, sort of, titles that are given to us or we put on ourselves so I suppose it came from mum boss now some people might not relate to that at all which which is absolutely fine for me I feel really proud of being a mum boss I feel really proud that I set my business up when I had two children under the age of two at home and, you know, made it a success. And, you know, all the kind of ups and downs along the way that come with being a mum and running a business. I feel like I'm one proud mama here. So <laughs> I'm gonna shout about that. And if other people don't relate to it, that's absolutely fine. Like, that's okay. I'm not for you. But there are loads of other mums and women out there that will will relate to that. And they're my women. So that's, I suppose, where that came from. I love it. I love that you are so confident in it and so proud of that, because firstly, you should be. Um, But I also think some people really struggle with that and when you do run a business I think there's an element of leadership that comes with it because people do look at you and you know watch what you're doing and how you act and how you feel and to be so confident in being like yeah I am a mum boss and I'm proud of that I think is a really amazing thing because so many people do sort of shy away from their successes and what they've achieved and all these things and and quite often when I speak to people they'll be like oh I just do like bits of admin and they really play it down and I I just think I know but it's like hello if you're not gonna be your biggest cheerleader if you're not gonna shout about what you do then who else is gonna do that for you and I think for me one of the biggest know the right word like the biggest changes for me um in what I do has been my kind of 
changing my why. Like my why will always be my children. When I started my business, my why was my children. It was um, getting an income, having some money. You know, I always, I would, I would say I, my business was almost started from a place of desperation, you know, like yeah. I just didn't want to go back to work. I didn't want, well, I didn't have a job to go to. <laughs> like I didn't want to get a job. I didn't want to um, like have to work a nine to five. I wanted to be there for my children. My biggest thing was like, I just want to be there to do the school run. I want to take them to school every day and I want to be the one to pick them up. I don't want to be relying on other people. I want to bring them home. I want to give them tea. I want to give them their bath and put them to bed. And that was such a motivating thing for me. And it still is. But with the bossy mum, I feel like now it's not about me. It's not about me. It is about the other women and the other mums that I know I can inspire, I can support, I can help to help, you know, them build a successful business. And I think when you realise your purpose and you realise the impact that you can have, then you can't be shy. You have, you've got this responsibility on your shoulders to, to, yeah, to put yourself out there, to be that go-to person, to, to be that you know, be that woman on a mission. That's me. I feel like I'm on a mission here. <laughs> so I can't, like, I can't shy away from it. I'm just going to shout about it. And, you know, that's what I'm here for. As you were saying that, I was realising how much I think having a business has brought that out of me because I very similar to you. I started my business out of desperation. I've been made redundant and I was like, oh God, what do I do? Um, and it was, it was never a very glamorous start. It was also never very intentional. I was just desperate for any money that I could get. Um, and I also wasn't a very confident person, especially after losing my job. I was sort of like, I didn't think a lot of myself. I didn't think a lot of my skill set. And when I think about who I am now, I'm like, God, where did she come from? <laughs> I'm like my own biggest fan. And I do think that the business really contributed to that because it, it forced me to step out of my comfort zone. It forced me to have to sell myself and to be able to pitch to people about why I'm so great. It forced me to look at my like achievements and to deal with failures. Would you say that the business has helped you become the person you are now? Oh, 100%. God, I, I feel the, the most confident, the happiest, the most content, that I've ever felt in my entire life. And I know that that is from my business because it's allowed me to become this version of myself, but it's not an overnight thing, you know? It's no. definitely not been an overnight thing. If it wasn't morning right now, I would say we should be cheers into this. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know and it's friday <laughs> and yeah i mean it's allowed i love a glass of fizz so i will definitely be cheersing us later on after five o'clock <laughs> love that oh can you talk to me about something because i 
I do have, um, I started my business with being a mum in mind. And I always have developed my programs and stuff thinking of the future, because similar to you, I want to be very, very present. And I knew when I started the business, when I was 20, oh gosh, 20 something, um, that I wasn't going to have kids right now, but I wanted to prepare for them. I didn't want to be in a panic and be like, oh gosh, I, I don't have any time and I need to change things right now while I'm pregnant. So it's been something that's always been in my mind. And I have a lot of clients who are mums, but I'm also very aware that I'm not a mum. And so I can't always speak from experience. I can't always say, yeah, I understand because I can try, but I don't. So you said something earlier that really resonated with my thoughts on being a mum. And it was that you need to have something that is not your children to keep going for. You need to be able to prioritize yourself and do things for yourself and treat yourself. Can you talk a little bit about that and your experience of being a mum and having people who depend on you that you want to be there for all the time, but also managing to take care of yourself and treat yourself and not just put everything on other people and actually take the time to be like, hey, I deserve to, to spoil myself as well. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I could talk forever about this. Um, and I know a lot of mums will relate to this because, yeah, it's such a common thing. But I, I like I said, had my two boys um, very close together. They're 20 months apart. And if I'm really honest, before I had children I honestly thought that I would love to be a stay-at-home mum I had my first I went back to work very briefly and I just knew that um, it wasn't right and I had my second like we haven't closed together I thought I'm just going to take this time to be at home and be with them Um, and yeah it just got it naturally got to a point where it just was you know a lot and I knew I needed more outside of them and so the business like I I didn't know that the business was going to be that thing at the time obviously like I said I just started the business because I needed some money but actually it became that thing that I did for me and where I felt so proud of everything that I had achieved but it also allowed me to have um grown-up conversations and to a lot of my clients as you can imagine have um even when I started out as a VA were mums I just naturally attracted them (laughs) because I shared a lot of that side of my life so having conversations with other mums and having time in my day for me and this is one way that I also really support my clients because it's one it's one thing building a business but it's another thing building a business that gives you the freedom that you want and where particularly if you're in a business where you um, trade time for money you can really end up you know, without any of the the things that you really wanted in the first place. And having that time for yourself as a mum, it's so important. Um, And and I 
I just it's not easy because you have to and it's a lot of probably a lot of mindset work to do around this to allow yourself to get to a point where you become the priority because if you don't pour into yourself and fill your own cup up then how on earth are you going to pour into your business pour into your children pour into your marriage or your relationships like as a mum there is so much like that we have to juggle on a daily basis (laughs) and this is something I really like to talk about. There's obviously the um, the mindset element and, and feeling like we're worthy and feeling like we are deserving of all these things. But also, how can you set your day up on a practical level so that, you know, things run smoothly and that your day feels calm and and you know, the the laundry pile isn't piling up and you're not, you know, kind of living in chaos all the time because that will really affect your your mindset and your well-being as well. So, um, honestly, I've spoken to so many women. Actually, I spoke to, I was speaking to someone the other day and you know they are a six-figure business owner and she said to me it literally scares the crap out of me the thought of having a child because I feel like it's one or the other like I don't know how I can have my business and run my business and have a child and this is actually something I haven't spoken to anybody about this yet, but it's been on my mind a lot that there are a lot of women out there that don't have children. Obviously, like with yourself, Gemma, this is something that you've taken into consideration as you've been building your business. But a lot of women haven't. And they've reached this level of success. And it's like, how the hell do I maintain that? And have a baby in my life and I just want you to know like any woman out there that is listening to this that it is possible it is 100% possible but you do have to set your business up in a certain way that allows you to have both and to have that balance in your life and to you know, have time for you, have time for your business and have time for your family as well, because all three individually are really important. So I don't know if that answers all of your question. It does. And it brings up so many really important points as well that I think are going to resonate with so many people. And I think um, one of the things that I really enjoy probably more than anything is my one-to-one and I think it's because of this reason because we get to sit down in that first session and be like what isn't working for you what kind of life do you want do you want to have kids do you already have kids do you have other commitments do you want to work three days a week do you want to take a week off every month like actually getting into what they want their life to look like and then being able to action that and put a plan together because I know for so many people they see this kind of very general advice online 
And it's like, okay, well, that's great, but that doesn't work for me. And I had one client who she was a mum, she had a couple of kids and the morning routine thing just didn't work for her because her morning routine was getting the kids ready for school and taking them to school. And it just oh, didn't. <laughs> But we worked through this together and she was finding it quite difficult to switch off from like mum life to wife life to business life. And she was finding that there was this overlap. So what we did instead was we picked a time that she wanted to work, which was a couple of hours in the evening, a few times a week. And we instead built out an evening routine that helped her wind down after putting the kids to bed and get into this kind of business mindset that made her feel like she had arrived. She lit a candle, she had a cup of tea and a favorite mug. And that really worked for her, but all the general advice online didn't. And it made her feel like she couldn't have that routine. And I know we talked a little bit about this in the DMs. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, this, and that, that's exactly what I do. I have an evening routine and um, I actually, my, one of my most popular emails that I've ever sent out to my email list was around the morning routine and kind of, you know, flipping it on its head a little bit because I worked with a coach who was, um, she wasn't a mum and she all, she used to go on, not all she used to go about, that's not fair, but you know, she kind of went on a lot about the morning routine and how important it is. And, and you know, she would always be asking me, I'm like, no, I haven't, because, you know, my kids often get up before six, um, sometimes earlier, sometimes later, there's no consistency. And also, I was sleep deprived for a really long time, <laughs> okay? So I really value my sleep now. I know a lot of mums are exhausted at times, and to me, sleep should be a priority. So just because somebody is telling you online that you need to get up at five o'clock and do your morning routine in order to have a successful business, doesn't mean you have to do it. There are mums that do this and that works for them and that's amazing. But I'm here for those other mums that don't wanna do it and value having a little bit longer in bed or having like my boys come in and they have a little cuddle with me in the morning. Well, I wouldn't miss out on that for the world. So, but having that um, time for yourself and what would make up your morning routine is really important. So you have to figure out a way that you can implement that into your day. So for me, that might actually be up, like, mums, if you don't have a pair of earpods, go and get some. <laughs> because for me, it's like, you're not gonna have, we don't have the time, we don't have a lot of time. So it's just how can you get the most out of the time that you do have? So for me, it might be putting my earpods on and putting a meditation on while I'm getting ready in the morning or listening to, you know, something motivational on YouTube. I love listening to podcasts. I don't always get to go out and have a walk in my day. like. I try, but it doesn't always happen. So I stick my earpods in and I'm hanging up the laundry, I'm doing the washing, I'm, you know, whatever, doing the beds, and I'm listening to my podcasts. And then I just make sure that I go up to bed 
um, a bit earlier, I do my journaling, I do my gratitudes, like all of that, because actually I find if I try and do those in the day, my mind is just too busy anyway, and I don't really get that much out of it, but I know that before bed, my mind is so much calmer and I can really get in the flow of it. I feel like the whole theme of this episode has been forget what anyone tells you, just do what works for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, but that and that's it because I think so you hear so much or this is how you've got to do it. This is how you run a successful business. If you want to hit 5k, 10k months, then you need to do this, this, and this. And I can tell you it just doesn't work like that. What works for one person might not work for you or might not feel aligned with you and actually this is something that I've really had to learn in my business this year and you talking about your one-to-one so I used to just offer one-to-one and then I see whatever like I'll admit it I'm busy looking what everyone else is doing and I'm like, oh I need to have this and I should have that and I've got even coaches telling me oh this this and that and and I'm cre- and then I end up creating stuff that I, I'm not fully aligned to. And actually, I mean, this is where I am right now in my business. It might be different even by the time this podcast gets aired, things <laughs> can change. But right now I feel like I've gone a full circle and I'm like, you know what? I'm going back to focusing on one-to-one because I feel like this is where I get to have the bigger impact where I get to get to know my clients and support my clients on that deeper level that they actually need and it feels quite refreshing to do that in a way yeah I I could talk about this forever honestly because I think the one thing that holds so many people back is looking at what everyone else is doing and I remember working with a new coach a while ago And I had a business that was working really well. I was making 10K months consistently. Things were were really going well for me. And then in our first session, she said I needed a product suite that was, I needed three products and they needed to be spaced out by price and all these other things. And it just completely threw me off. And it actually sent me backwards because it made me feel like it had to be so structured and that I had to offer certain things. But actually I didn't, I didn't want that. And I actually had to like then undo all of that work afterwards to get back to where I was because I'd begun doing things I didn't want to do and that didn't work for my audience. And also remember as well, anyone listening, that you know your audience better than anybody else does. So if you've been working with a certain type of person for like two years and then you begin working with a coach, coaches are amazing, mentors are amazing, but always remember that you do know your audience better. So if your coach says, hey, why don't you do a membership, but you know that that's not going to work for your audience, feel free to say no. Like you don't just have to say yes to whatever your coach tells you to do. For me, the role of the coach or the mentor is to almost show you your options, Mm -hmm. explain what your options are, and you decide what aligns with you if you you know it might be you want to do you want to do a launch do you like launching maybe you don't but everybody else is doing it so you feel like you've got to do this big old launch and yeah as a mum I've done a few launches now and it's bloody exhausting you know and there's so much involved 
Um, and this is another reason I'm like, I'm just going to scale things back and keep things that sometimes I think that simplicity is so undervalued. Um, and actually, what if we kept things really simple, but we were really good, like made sure that whatever it is we do was just really amazing. Like, yeah. Yeah, I am. Um read one of Denise Duffield Thomas's books and she said the quickest and easiest route to get where you're going and that's what I bear in mind all the time because I think as well when you're in the business every day you don't always realize that you're complicating things you don't realize that you've made life harder for yourself until you actually take a step back and look at it from almost an outsider's perspective and then you're like why on earth am I making this so much harder than it needs to be so one of the things I always bear in mind is is this the quickest and easiest way of doing this and usually it's not. Usually I need to be like, hang on a minute, this doesn't need to be done this way. And I think it's just one of those things that you, you over time, you get used to asking yourself the right questions, don't you? Especially as a coach and mentor, you start to ask yourself yeah. the questions that you ask your clients. Yeah. But I found myself slipping into this. So I took most of the summer off. I just, I didn't, yeah, do a lot in my business. I literally just did my client calls um, and that was it. And so then when the children went back in September, I was like, oh my God, I've got all this time. It was amazing. And I, I was like, right, what am I going to create? Or I'd got this idea. I was going to create this group program. And I literally had it all planned out. Um, I had started, you know, writing content. I'd started warming my audience up for it. And I'm like, Amelia, do you really want to do this? Or, I and actually, when I really dug deep on it, what I realised was I felt uncomfortable with having time. And I felt like I had to fill it <laughs> by creating something that actually I wasn't that, you know, aligned with at the time. And I'm like, actually, what if it does get to be this easy where for this time, instead of creating something, I just get to show up. I get to be there for my clients. And yeah, things get to feel really easy for a while. I don't have to make it any harder than it, or complicated than that. Yeah, I think this is such a nice topic to end on because... I relate to this so much. I um when I was a VA, I worked ridiculous hours. Like I just never stopped. I can imagine. Especially, yeah, especially in those first few months where I was really in hustle mode because I was in that desperation mindset. And then when I switched into what I'm doing now, and you know, sometimes I do group things, so I serve multiple people at once. I also don't take on many one-to-ones. It does mean that sometimes I just have a whole day with nothing that I have to do. And it's taken some getting used to because it still does sometimes feel uncomfortable. And I find myself sitting in my office doing bits and pieces for the sake of doing something. And then at the end of their day, I'm like, what did I even do today? <laughs> because there was nothing for me to do. And I think we yeah. just get so used to what we think work looks like or what it should look like that we end up almost punishing ourselves when it's too easy. Yeah. But I can totally relate to that. That is totally me. I'm also... Like one of those people, I love being like super efficient and, you know, getting stuff done and all this. And it's like, actually, what I've 
what I have really learned is to slow down and to go for that walk because I know that that's going to help me in my business as well. And this is something that I really, you know, try and, and teach my clients is that you're not just take like taking that time out can be the most productive thing that you do because I guarantee that is when the inspiration will come. That is when the inspired ideas will come. So actually go for that walk or, you know, go and sit on the sofa or whatever it is that feels like you shouldn't be doing. Um, go and do that thing. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I literally could not agree with you more. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like we probably need to do a part two at some point because we've got so much. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Where can people find you if they if they want to come and find you, see how they can work with you? Where are you? So um, you can find me on Instagram at the Bossy Mum. I also have a free membership for mums that are ready to boss their business and balance their life, and you can sign up at www thebossymum.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Amelia. Thank you, Gemma. <laughs>